the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So I don't do this very often. I don't play like extended pieces of audio, but I thought Tucker Carlson's monologue two nights ago was so good because if you substitute Columbus or Memphis, if you substitute uh, the kidnapping death of Eliza Fletcher for the death of virtually any murder victim in Columbus, Ohio, we're not all that much different. And what has to be stopped is this attitude that people who are minding their own business, doing their own thing, following their own routine, intending no one any harm. What has to be stopped in our country to have the country we want to turn over to our kids and our grandkids is that we have to not be the frog in the pot who gets boiled. And in that sense, I mean, grow accustomed to these kinds of things happening and believe that our actions, when we're just minding our own business, doing our own thing, not bothering anybody, that our actions are somewhat responsible for the bad things that happen to innocent people like Eliza Fletcher. Now, it's instructive to know that since Tucker Carlson talked about the death of this Memphis mom of two who taught at an elementary school, and who was a billionaire heiress. She didn't have to work. She didn't have to live in Memphis. She could live on a top of a cliff in Kauai if she wanted to. But no, she wanted to not just live life, but help others live their life and enrich their lives. And her reward for that was to be murdered by a career criminal who should still be in jail. But he's not in jail because, of course, now we don't hold people accountable for their crimes. We don't make them serve their full sentences. And since Tucker Carlson uttered these words on Tuesday night, another madman has gone on another rampage, shooting people, killing four, wounding others. Is that beyond the possibility of something that could happen right here in our city? No, it is not. It is not beyond the realm of anything that could happen in any city in America. And you have to keep that at the forefront of your mind and not grow accustomed to it. Or this reality in Memphis will become the reality everywhere. That's what Tucker Carlson was talking about when he talked about the death of Eliza Fletcher and the larger view that we have of it in our country. Yesterday, authorities finally found Eliza Fletcher's body. She'd been thrown like garbage behind an abandoned building in a seedy part of town. The whole story could not be more shocking or more horrible. But here's what may be the scariest part. Some people didn't seem particularly shocked or horrified by it. 
In the hours after Eliza Fletcher's disappearance, Biden voters on social media seem to dismiss the crime on racial grounds. Why are we paying so much attention to the kidnapping of an attractive, privileged white woman? That's racist. Others seem to blame Fletcher for the atrocity committed against her. Why was she jogging at that hour anyway in Memphis? Come on. The point they're making was clear. Everyone knows the rules. Liza Fletcher violated those rules. You can't go outside at certain hours in certain places in America, obviously. And if you do, if you violate the rules, you run the risk of being raped and murdered. That's how things work in this country. So adapt, accept it, move on. To some extent, if we're being honest, all of us feel that way. Whether we articulate it or not, we know what the rules are. We know what we can and cannot do in modern America. Nothing is ever spelled out. Nothing can be spelled out at risk of punishment. But everyone knows what the parameters are. Cities like Memphis or Baltimore or Detroit or Montgomery or Gary, Indiana or Wilmington, Delaware or a dozen, dozen other formerly prosperous, orderly little cities across the country were destroyed forever by the rioting that accompanied our last progressive social revolution more than 50 years ago. Politicized criminals started breaking things, torching buildings, stealing, and immediately anyone with a decent job just left. They pulled their kids out of school, sold the house or not, didn't matter, and they split for somewhere else. And mostly they have never come back. That is true not simply in Memphis, but in places all over the country. So it seems a little weird to a lot of people when someone like Liza Fletcher, someone who could live anywhere, voluntarily moves back to a place like Memphis. Not to some suburb of Memphis, but to the city of Memphis. That seems weird to people. But it's not weird. It's not odd at all when you think about it. Liza Fletcher was from Memphis. She grew up there, and she had a right to come back. This was her country, too, just as it's your country, too. An American citizen should be able to live or walk anywhere in America without being raped or murdered for it. Period. That is the baseline requirement for civilization. It's called order. But increasingly, that is not what we have. What we have is a country where you just can't go some places. You're not wanted there, and it's too dangerous for you to go. Most people accept this by default, but we should never accept this under any circumstances. To accept something is to concede that it is more or less normal. Once we acknowledge something as normal, whether it's children being castrated in the name of trans rights or women being murdered by rapists who should have been in prison but weren't because equity, once we accept that as normal, we are stuck with it forever. It is the new status quo. It will never change except to get worse. The good people who lived in Memphis a century ago would never believe what has happened to the city they built. They would weep if they saw it. That will be the experience of every American before long. Our entire, our entire country will be Memphis if we don't put a stop to this insanity right now with as much force as is required. Every word of that is true. Every single word of that is true. And a key component of bringing the force that we need is to hold people accountable for their policies that lead to this kind of rampant crime and disrespect for life in our communities. It's important that we close our southern border, that we stop the flow of fentanyl into our country. It's important that we continue to police and end human trafficking. And most importantly, it is that we not have two different standards of accountability for people who are part of the elite class when they break the law 
and then have a different standard for someone like a January 6th rioter or protester when they break the law. And I don't see any way why we can, how we can possibly get to where we have equal justice under the law when we have Washington controlled by Democrats who continually flout the law. And in this case, I'm speaking of Joe Biden lecturing all of us about MAGA Republicans who don't respect the Constitution while he, in the same week, unilaterally spent $500 billion to a trillion dollars in student loan forgiveness in a blatantly unconstitutional move. At least his third such violation of the Constitution. The others being rent moratorium and vaccine mandates. How many people's lives in our country have been disrupted at best, ruined at worst, by Joe Biden's unconstitutional vaccine mandates. People who've been chased out of the military, people who've been chased out of their professions, all in the name of science, parenthetically, all in the name of power and control. And right there with Joe Biden is his son, Hunter Biden, and is former Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton, who has now shown herself to be a Ph.D. in revisionist history by going on multiple talk shows to talk about the fact that, no, no, don't bring my name up when you talk about the Miralago raid and classified information being found in Donald Trump's office there, because I didn't have, in her words, any classified information in any of my emails, 33,000 of them, no classified information. Really, really. I seem to remember James Comey, the FBI director, who is himself a Democratic partisan, saying that there were 81 email chains containing approximately 193 individual emails that were classified from confidential to top secret at the time. But if she says it, it's got to be true because it's not exposed as fraudulent by the media that most people in this country watch. It's memory hold. What she did. Because Trump. Because Orange Man bad. Because MAGA. <laughs> I mean, we can't continue if we continue in this way. Sounded like we had two different orchestras two playing there. At once. Yeah, Sorry. there we go. That's fine. <laughs> That's like, fine. What the heck? It was like a. It was like back, being back in the uh, old churches where you were singing in rounds. <laughs> uh, final segment on the Bruce Hooley Show before we hand it off to Dennis Prager and in my uh, unending effort to keep you updated on all things Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Uh, the former bartender. Crisis and lies abounding everywhere. We thought it was a good time. <laughs> the former bartender. Uh, is the current cover girl on Gentleman's Quarterly. Yes, I know. Cover girl on Gentleman's Quarterly. And, uh, well, you have to feel sorry for AOC uh, because she tells GQ that she is terrified Trump supporters could kill her this month. She worries about marrying a white man, (laughs) and she feels mistreated. By who? Trump voters? White men? No. She feels mistreated by fellow Democrats. Wow. 
Uh, that's a miserable existence right there. When the person you're marrying is someone you worry about marrying, uh, when you think that Trump supporters could kill you this month, and that your fellow Democrats uh, are mistreating you. Uh, she appears on the cover and uh, touts a conversation with GQ readers about masculinity, power, and politics in post-Row America. Yes, I know. You're going to run right out and get a copy, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> Inside, a photo spread includes shots of AOC posing on the Capitol steps in a black gown. Which is, you know, if you've been to Washington, D.C., something you see every day. A sitting congressperson uh, in uh, black evening wear on the steps of the Capitol. Uh, does the word narcissist come to mind? She says, I hold two contradictory things at the same time. One is just the relentless belief that anything is possible. But at the same time, my experience here has given me a front row seat to how deeply and unconsciously, as well as consciously, so many people in this country hate women. And they hate women of color. Hmm. Allow me to opine. Do so many people in this country hate women? I am a person in this country. I do not hate women. I know a lot of men. I don't know one who hates women. Producer Pam, since you are a woman, I will uh, love yes. to get your perspective on this. Do okay. you feel like people in America hate women? I think there's a uh, there's a small sect that I mean, other than the other does. than the other than the surgeons who want to mutilate young girls into mm-hmm. boys. Other than those people, mm-hmm. is there a widespread <laughs> hatred of women in America? Uh, okay, she also says they hate women of color. She's not. A woman of color. Okay. She's not. She's from Westchester, New York. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know she's named after a conquistador. That does not make you a woman of color. You're not black. Okay. You're not a woman of color. You're just not. But of course, to deny her the privilege that comes with checking an intersectionality box would be proof that I must hate women, according to her. She describes her harrowing drive daily to Capitol Hill. Really? I'd take a different route if I were you then. Mm -hmm. Uh, She says she fears she may be killed within weeks or even days simply because so many people hate women. She's delusional. She said, realistically, I can't tell you if I'm even going to be alive in September. Breaking news, sister. No one can. And that weighs very heavily on me. And it's just not the right wing. Misogyny transcends political ideology, left, right, and center. Wow. She's so good at making herself a victim. So much on her mind. So good at making herself a victim. How'd she get out of bed in the morning? Everybody wants to kill her, and she's got this harrowing drive through Washington, (laughs) D.C. Doesn't she have a driver? What an absolute nutcase. Don't they all have a driver? I suppose I'm sure she could get security. By the way, if if anyone had actually made a threat against her that came from anywhere other than the confines of her own addled brain, couldn't she get security from Capitol Hill to take her? If she could prove she had some kind of threat against her life? Uh, interviewer, so. interviewer Wesley Lowry describes AOC as the political voice of a generation. 
And therein lies the problem, ladies and gentlemen. He might not be wrong. Scary. Scary. He might not be wrong in labeling her the political voice of a generation. Self-absorbed narcissist. She is the political voice of a generation. And a cultural star, he said, whose power transcends politics. Hmm. Lowry writes that Ocasio-Cortez is the best and possibly last chance, a source of hope that things can get better in their lifetimes amid a combination of threats. Would you like to know what the combination of threats are, Pam? Can you remind me again where this is? What what GQ. GQ. Gentlemen's Quarterly. Because I was trying to fix yeah. things from playing there. Looney, Looney Tunes Quarterly, apparently. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. The combination of threats include fascism, religious fundamentalism, and of course, because it's AOC, climate change. Climate change. Uh, AOC got engaged in April to Riley Roberts, a white male, which she says causes her all kinds of concerns about spending her life with a white man, worrying about the difficulties of a multiracial, multicultural relationship. It's not multiracial. You're not black. You're Hispanic. I'll buy multicultural. You are not a different race, idiot. Here's an idea. If you don't want to be married to a white man, don't marry him. Duh. Don't marry him. Do him a favor. I want to know how he feels about her comments. Cut him free from your (laughs) mental prison. What's her name going to be then? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez Roberts? What are the Roberts. odds she takes his last name? Uh, nice round number. Yeah, no. Zero. Don't no chance. Happening. No. No chance. Okay. <laughs> uh, all of us as parents have lived through the days when our kids watched cartoons that kept them occupied, which is a good thing because you need to get things done when you have uh, little kids. And one of the cartoons that my daughters liked, and in fact, they still like uh, occasionally they'll get into a mood where they want to watch an episode of Peppa Pig. Okay. Pam, are you familiar with Peppa Pig? I don't think so. It's a poorly drawn cartoon of pigs. Okay. And they uh, snort around and they have mommy pig and daddy pig and, you know, little pigs. Okay. Uh, the popular British children's cartoon has added a same-sex polar bear couple to its show. A new episode of Peppa Pig is entitled Families, premiered this week. A polar bear cub is seen speaking about her lesbian parents to uh, the Peppa Pig youngsters' school class. I'm Penny Polar Bear. I live with my mummy and my other mummy, the cartoon character explains to her classmates. One mummy is a doctor and one mummy cooks spaghetti. I love spaghetti. The debut of this uh, same-sex couple is a first in the show's 18-year history. It comes after a petition demanded a gay couple on the British children's program, which got over 23,000 signatures. Remember, though, they're not grooming our kids, putting lesbian couples in Peppa Pig. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.